Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so glad you guys are listening today. Chris and I are the pastors of Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas. And before we even jump into today's topic, I want to invite you. If you live in the DFW area, you're in North Dallas, come hang out with us. We have services on Saturday night at 5 o'clock and 3 on Sunday. Um, And if you're listening from somewhere else around this country or the world then join us online come online yeah you can you can uh enjoy services with us there but now today you asked me this question just before we started yeah you asked me it seems like we're talking a lot about failure i did say ask that that question again what you were thinking i didn't i just made the statement babe i don't know what question i said but i said yeah the last couple of weeks for those of you have been following along and even for today we have talked a lot about failure or um, how to be successful or going beyond failure, keys to success, lessons yeah. from failing, things like that. Yeah, and and I really feel like in our culture right now, more than ever before, especially after everything that we have navigated through on on COVID, it is a massive um, need that so many people mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. There, uh, and that is how to navigate through uh, failure. Failure. Because, you know, I remember when I was a young pastor, I remember I felt like if I failed publicly, people would say that I'm not good. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that the only way to get better, the only way to be great is you, you have to first begin with what's good. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 24, 16, for though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. They rise again. Rise up. Get <laughs> yourself. Like That's a song, right? <laughs> I think so. Rise up like that. Hey, you remember that one time I failed uh, massively when we first uh, when we came to Texas? I was trying to raise a bunch of money for missions. I know the story you're going to tell. It's a good one. So I had this idea. I thought, man, how cool would it be to have a? It's a really cool idea. Yeah, I thought. What if we sell tickets to the entire church and I rent out kind of a, a big a gymnasium? Sc- yeah, a big high school gymnasium. I rent it out from the school district and we let the teenagers the, play a basketball game against the pastors and elders. Yeah. I still think that's a fun idea. And so we we played we, we did it. We you put sold all kinds tickets. we sold tickets. We had we concessions. Had popcorn and food and everyone bought tickets because they wanted to come watch oh, the pastors play packed against the, the place. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We had the music going. I mean, it was, I mean, yeah, it was I had awesome. the whole thing choreographed. It was great. And then I had this idea. I thought, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to make more money. For missions. Yeah. All for missions. I'm just clarifying that. So people don't think you were trying to get rich off of a I said, I'm going to do one of these deals where we sell tickets for people to, that we draw one person's name. They're going to come out on at halftime yeah. and they're going to shoot a half court shot. And if they make the half court shot, they get, they get a thousand bucks. Yeah. So I sold tickets for $5 on that. Are you sure? I thought it was 10 bucks. Five bucks. Okay. Five bucks for each ticket. For you to get one shot from for the half court line. One shot. I shot, remember, that's babe. It. I was there. So halftime happens. I'm like, woo-woo. So I go look for the bucket. I had 
that that idea flopped. I had only sold three tickets. Yeah. Three. So I'd made $15. <laughs> I picked out one name. Yep. It was a teenager in our, our youth group, like in 10th grade. I remember. So I called him out. And he's like, yeah. His name is Thomas. Thomas. Thomas came running on he out. He was pumped. He was pumped up. I'm like, are you all ready to see Thomas do this half-court shot? And like the whole church is there. They're all cheering. You know, the pastors are all sitting on the bench. I'm serving as a student pastor. All right, here he goes. Well, from half-court, that kid lobbed that basketball. Yeah. Swoosh. Swoosh. Straight into the net. I was. He made it. Like the whole stand, everyone went wild. He was going wild. I mean, think about that for a teenager. You know, 20 years ago, he just made $1,000. He's going berserk. (laughs) And Chris, in the meantime... I'm like, oh my God. So I went, I just kind of, I'm like, I celebrated, like, way to go. And then I went and sat back down. Oh no. And I remember I sat down next to, next to my pastor at the time, Rick DeBose, and he looked over at me and he said, now son, you bought insurance on that, right? (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, Uh, sir, I did not. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, like that, that was. There went a chunk of your proceeds God. to Thomas for swishing it because. Here's the deal. That was uh, a failure. Can we, let, let, let's just. Let's be real. Yeah. Failure hurts. But failure is an important part of life. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that we would all agree that failure is necessary. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we fail. In fact, failure is life's greatest teacher. It's, I worded it like this, that, it, that failure is God's chisel that chips away at all the excesses, stripping down egos as it molds and shapes us. That's good. You like we that? all know that's true. It hurts because it, like, it does chip away, but it's so important and necessary for us to experience the pain of it. And also the, I don't know if willingness is the right word, but the, the getting back up part. And trying again is really oh, yeah. equally as important as failing. Yeah. So if I was going to ask you this question, what is the most important lesson you've ever learned in your life? Mm-hmm. Every single time, people will always talk about a failure. Yeah, that's true. Without failure, we'd be less compassionate. We'd be less empathetic. We'd be There'd be less kindness, less great achievements. We would be less likely to reach for the moon and the stars. It's through failure that we learn the greatest lessons that life can teach us. So failure isn't negative. If, if a big if, you learn uh, from it and grow. As the example in the basketball half court shot, <laughs> if you ever did it again, you would buy insurance. I'd be getting some insurance on that. <laughs> you would learn and grow from it. That's true. So think about this. The most successful people in life have failed the most times. And if you try to go through your life without failing at anything, then you're not going to really ever really live. So, so many people are so scared to fail that they never try anything new. There's never new hobbies, new adventures. Like you're not asking that person out. You're not leading a group. You're not getting on a dream team. You're not praying with somebody. Yeah. Who cares if you fail? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Just try. Yeah. Why is that? Because we're scared of failure. It's like I talked about when I was young, I felt like if I ever failed, people would say that I'm not good. Yeah. 
And the only way that you get to be great is, is you got to first begin with what's good. Yeah. You know, so I, I think this is something that we we have to continually um, address with a, a very real and open heart. And if we will be honest with ourselves, I believe that we'll have dramatic change in our lives. You know, taking risks and falling down flat on our faces, it's a part of life. It's what makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, when we think about um, babies and when they first begin to like get mobile, whether they're crawling or taking the first couple of steps, and how many times, you know, we have two kids, babe, both of them fumbled and hit hard. They've, you know, it's constant for months. They're falling multiple times every day. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of like, they just don't have balance yet. They haven't figured it out. But the fact is they're not failing because they're getting back up and they're continuing to learn. They they're would, doing it again. They're if trying. they didn't, they would be all, we'd all still be crawling on the ground. Yeah. Be carrying these giant humans around. No, they get back up and they do it again. I think some of us, we've lost the confidence and curiosity of a baby to keep on getting back up. Yeah. And if you if you fight to, to not give up, there's going to come a day you're going to be running. Yeah. You know, I love what Walt Disney said here. He said, uh, everyone falls down. Getting up is how you learn to walk. Michael Jordan said this. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot, and I've missed. Hmm. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Hmm. Man, so good. So I want to give us today some some powerful life lessons. In fact, I'm going to give you five valuable lessons that I think that we need to learn from failure. Here's the first one. The 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 first important lesson gained from failure is experience. So what happens when we fail? Well, we, we go through something that helps us to develop a deeper understanding f- for life. Henry, Henry Ford said this, failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Yeah, that's a great quote. It's because you have perspective, right? So when you've missed it, you know, when I do it again, I'm going to change this. I'm going to do that different. Yeah. You'll never have the experience until you try. Until you've Even done if it you and fail, messed up. Yeah. grab the experience, move forward. It's like that baby. It continually learns from its falls and its failures until yeah. it eventually... We're not all walking around falling today. Hello. Because we've learned from it. We've grown. We've gotten stronger. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. We've gained experience. You know, Abraham Lincoln is one of the greatest public figures in American history. Listen to this. Abraham Lincoln suffered a multitude of failures and setbacks in his life, which he did not let get in his way. So listen to this. Listen to all of his failures. Read, Read this, honey. He lost his job in 1832, defeated for the state legislature in 1832, failed in business in 1833, elected to state legislature in 1834. His sweetheart died in 1835. He had a nervous breakdown in 1836. He was defeated for speaker in 1838, defeated for nomination in Congress in 1843, elected for Congress in 1846, lost renomination in 1848, 
rejected for land officer in 49, defeated for the U.S. Senate in 1854, defeated for the nomination for vice president in 1856. Again, he is defeated for the U.S. Senate in 1858 and elected president in 1860. His name is Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. So it just shows us that you can gain experience from failure. Yeah. You know, and so maybe you're listening today and you've, you just feel like, man, I've just been beat down by all kinds of different things. Yeah. What, what can you learn from that? The, the experience of failing at something is truly invaluable. Mm-hmm. Like you can't learn it mm-hmm. from anything else. And I think a lot of times we squander the lessons that we can learn yeah. from failure, the experience, because it completely alters our frame of mind through the induction of all of that pain that you're experiencing. It makes us reflect on the real nature of things and the importance in our lives. It transforms us, improving us into our future selves. And I think more than ever before, we need to learn from... Mm -hmm. um, We need to not be afraid of failure. Yeah, and realize that there's a great experience I can learn. Number two is knowledge. So failure brings with it the most important firsthand knowledge. Hmm. And nothing can replace the knowledge gained from failure. In fact, when Thomas Edison was famously, when he famously failed nearly 10,000 times to create a commercially uh, viable electric light bulb, with each failure, he gained the knowledge of just one more avenue that didn't work. That's crazy. And it was the accumulation of all that knowledge that developed from nearly 10,000 failed attempts that ultimately led to Mm -hmm. his success. Mm -hmm. So all the learning that comes from it. There's knowledge. Yeah, it is. It's firsthand. So, and, and nothing can replace that firsthand knowledge. So we can, and we should learn from the failures of others so that history doesn't repeat itself mm-hmm. or else history will repeat itself. Mm-hmm. But nothing, nothing can replace firsthand knowledge. Mm-hmm. When Because I can it, try to explain to you, here's what this ice cream tastes yeah. like. And how many of us do that like... But you don't know what it tastes like. Yeah, until you actually taste it. It's like, how many of us do that with kids? You try to say, like, don't make this choice that I made because it causes pain in your life. Don't do this. Instead, choose this. And oftentimes, it's like they have to feel the brunt of their own bad decision in order to really believe. Wow, don't touch the stove. (laughs) Yeah. When mom says that's hot, it's hot. When mama says, don't sass back to me. (laughs) Because <laughs> I got sassy sauce. That's what we put in our kids. What did you give the kids when they would talk back to you? Vinegar. It wasn't a real hot sauce, but we called it sassy sauce in a, just a little dropper. <laughs> and I would say, this is what bad words taste like. Don't say the word. And then inevitably, my sweet, wonderful children would say the word. Yeah. They got some sassy sauce. It only took a few times. Well, they keep hearing their mother talk like that. Oh, so that's stop. What... <laughs> stop. Stop. But Okay, here's number three. Okay. Number three, resilience. Resilience. So failing in life is what helps us build resilience. The more that we fail, um, the more resilient we become. Woodrow Wilson said this, the difference between a strong man and a weak one is that the former does not give up after a defeat. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just telling you, there's just something about resilience because so many people, you will, you will fail. And when you 
refuse to give up, when you have that resilience that mm -hmm. just says, I deny to be denied, I refuse to be refused, I'm going to get back up again. You know what I think of? That's a, that's a great yeah. name. When I, when I hear the word resilience, I had this picture in my head of a tree, <laughs> of, a, of a tree enduring the weather, the storms, the wind, the freezes, the like, but the roots that are developing underneath when the when the crazy storms come, when the bad weather comes, and the trees that stand, they just get stronger. The roots get go deeper. The support system is the structure of of the tree itself becomes stronger because it's resilient. So it's endured a lot. If if you find failure happening in your marriage, you know, maybe you said the wrong things or Maybe there's something you did with your kids, or maybe in maybe you tried something in the in the business world, the marketplace, and it, and it just flopped. Yeah, have resilience in order to achieve great success. We must know resilience. Yeah. In fact, um, have you ever heard of WD forty? I know WD forty. Yes, I grew up using that as a child. I feel like that was the most Everybody, common, frequently. I used think it's thing in probably might, every single garage yeah, in America. You would always be like, "Go get the WD forty." Have you ever wondered how WD forty got its name? How? Tell me. Comes from the fact that the formula represents the 40th attempt no to way. create a degreaser, a rust protectant solvent. What if the lab would have given up on the 39th try? Wow. I kind of know interesting. That. Huh? that is interesting. Resilience helps to breed success by setting the game up to win. In fact, this is one of my favorite stories. Colonel Sanders has become known. Uh, a world-known figure by marketing is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm -hmm. We do chicken right. I love Kentucky Fried finger Chicken. Finger-licking good. Mm. But the story of Colonel Sanders is an example of how perseverance, dedication, ambition, along with hard work, can create success regardless of your age. So check this out. At the age of 65, after running a restaurant for several years, Colonel Sanders found himself penniless. Wow. He retired received his first social security check, which was for $105. Wow. Colonel Sanders was a man who really loved to share his fried chicken re uh, recipe. His yeah, his recipe. He had a lot of positive influence from those who had tasted the chicken. And so Colonel Sanders was retiring, getting older, and while most people believed in, um, in retirement, Colonel Sanders opted to sell... the. Uh, sell the world on his cool new chicken recipe. So he traveled door to door, from house to house, to restaurant to restaurant, all over his local area. He wanted to partner with someone to help promote his chicken recipe, and he was met with very little enthusiasm. He started traveling by a car to different restaurants, and he cooked his fried chicken on the spot. Dang, wow. For these restaurant owners, and if the owner liked the chicken, he would enter into it into a handshake agreement to sell his chicken. He was turned down. You ready for this? 1,009 times before his, before, his, before his recipe was accepted just once. 1,000 times. 1,009 times he Who was turned knew? down. Who knew? Kentucky Fried Chicken has some grit. They should probably sell grits. <laughs> <laughs> By 1964, Colonel Sanders had 600 franchisees selling his trademark chicken. Now he sold his company for $2 million. Uh, at, the, at the end of his life, he sold it for $2 million and remained the spokesperson. In, and then in 1976, Colonel Sanders was ranked as the second most recognizable uh, celebrity. Wow. 
He's the man. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. A thousand and nine, nine times, times he was turned down, and he was he sixty-five when he started. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever heard of Dyson vacuums? Uh, we have a Dyson. We have one. Yes. It's the top selling vacuum of all time. Mm-hmm. I love my Dyson. However, founder James Dyson, uh, his life, he had all kinds of failures. He tested 5,271 prototypes before he finally found a vacuum that worked. And then after that, he found some that worked, but he couldn't find any American or European company that would license or manufacture his product. As a result, in 1993, he created his own manufacturer, uh, manufacturing operation. And two years later, Dyson vacuums were a, a worldwide sensation. I mean, it just shows, gives us proof to never yeah, give. The power up. of resilience. Um, it speaks for itself in these stories. Man. Does that inspire you at all? Yeah, very inspiring because. Yeah, we don't always we don't hear the failures enough. I think that's why it's so inspiring because we all know what it's like to feel like we failed. I know I do to feel like I've missed it at something. I've failed at something, um, and it's embarrassing when you failed. But hearing what we see and know as successful companies, successful people, that they've tried and failed over one thousand times or two. Think about what he times. felt, what Colonel Sanders felt like on the one thousand and eighth time. Yeah, that then that that, that the one Dyson vacuum said no. He tested five thousand. No, he created prototypes five thousand two hundred and seventy one. Yeah. And now, two years he had to create his own manufacturing operation in order to build and license what he wanted. And now it's like the whole world knows what Dyson vacuums are. But man, the resilience of successful people means they failed a lot and got back up and did it again. There's the fourth lesson, and that's humility. Mm. So one of the biggest lessons that we can learn from life's failures is humility. In fact, I say it like this, keep success and failure together at all times. So, you know, we have this idea that we're supposed to separate success and failure. Like, oh, that person is just a success or that person is just a, a failure. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Yeah, it's not. Because nobody, um, how do I say it like, let me say it like this. Uh, nobody just has just success. just success happening in their life. And it yeah. just, it just you go through success and then there's dips and failure. And then there's success yeah. and failure. And nobody just is failures. Yeah. They no. have successes. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to be running the race that God has given you with success on your right-hand side and failure on the, on the left-hand side, like right next to you. So in other words, when you are experiencing success and things are working yeah. right, have it in your mind. Don't forget, failure is a part of your success and it's close by. It can happen to anyone. We're all going to miss it. And I think in the same time, the well, opposite of what you're saying you is humble. true. Yeah. yeah. Now, other times when, when you're you going fail. through failure, yeah. if all you did is focus on your failure, you'll get discouraged, depressed, and give up. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to be focusing on, hey, I know that this is only a season. I know that this is just a moment. Yeah. Success is coming my way. It'll give you the power to get back up again. And it keeps you humble. And, and to fight. Mm -hmm. Here's the fifth one. How do you um, recover from failure? Okay, here's the fifth one. Uh, I, I would say, number one, five ways. Number one, ignore your naysayers. 
you know, when you fail, there'll be people that will tell you, man, I told you so, or you should have listened to me. Ignore those people. Mm -hmm. Ignore the naysayers. Okay. Um, Scott Fitzgerald said this, never confuse a single defeat with a final defeat. That's good. It's not final. It's never final. Um, because you're going to try again. You're going to be resilient. And the next thing is realizing that it's okay to fail. So one of the best ways that we recover from failure is understanding that it's okay that it happened. And I think we can just want to talk for a second to um, parents. I just always like to try to take the lessons that we're applying to our lives as adults and think about how we can teach our kids this in a way that they don't feel that they are a failure just because they failed at something. Get back up and we're going to try it again. We're going to teach them to be resilient. We're going to teach them that failure is okay. Everyone experiences it. And it doesn't mean that they're not valuable, that they're that they're not enough. It just means they're human, right? It's okay to, feel, to fail, um, but it's not okay for you to quit. William okay Brown said up. this, that failure is an event, never a person. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to fail, but it's not okay to give up. Yep. So even if you failed, and even if that failure was extremely painful, it's not okay to give up. Keep failing over and over again if you have to, but keep doing it until you succeed. I'm thinking of a like our little family motto that Chris and I taught our kids from a really young age, something that we always said, and they always repeated it, and we made it into like a song, huh? and they just chanted it and sang it. And a lot of our teenagers from our youth groups would know it. Um, but we would say, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. And I think the power in that s- short little statement is not in fact that you aren't going to fail. You're not going to be defeated because you won't quit. I cannot yeah. be defeated and I will not quit, which teaches them the mindset that, yeah, I might not win every game that I play, but I'm not going to quit. We're going to keep practicing. You're going to try it again. Winston Churchill, one of the greatest leaders of this century, said this, success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Love it. And when you, when you do that and you don't allow failure to stop you, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you that success will taste so much sweeter. Yeah, it makes it so Pushing much better. Pushing forward, not giving up, is quite possibly one of the best ways to recover from failure. Remember, it's, it's not true failure unless you throw in the proverbial towel and wholeheartedly give up for forever. There's, there's simply no way to move forward in life without failure. Here's the third one, and that's use failure as, um, as a leverage. So failure can be a great platform for growth that is simply unmatched. There is purpose in your pain. And so I want to give you six questions to ask yourself after a failure. Number one, what could I have done differently? Number two, what could I learn from this? And then take responsibility for what you did wrong. Number three, what could I have done? um, What could I have um, done differently? You know, what what other options did you have that maybe you didn't, didn't take? Do I need to acquire or improve some skills? How about this one? Who can I learn from? Mm -hmm. Well, this last one, what will I do next? Failure isn't the end of the road as long as you don't give up. You know, I think about some of the characters in the Bible that never gave up. Mm -hmm. 
I think about so many. Yeah. I think about David, King David, when he sinned. Yeah. He didn't give up. How about Elijah when he broke down? I mean, here he is. He um, he experiences this uh, this moment, this uh, this showdown on on the mountain. He kills all of the the prophets of Baal. Yeah. And yet after that. Man, he gets threatened by the queen. He runs into the into the Hides wilderness. In He's in yeah. deep, dark depression. Yeah. But he got back up again. He came out of the cave. Yeah. Let's talk about Paul. Um, man, he the things that he endured, he was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a snake. He was beat up. How many times? He like, like the energizer bunny. <laughs> this guy, I mean, imagine just the story that you and I would tell if we were shipwrecked out at sea. We would think that was like our life story of nearly dying and coming out of it. But that happened to him on top of everything How about when else. Peter denied Jesus? Yeah. Think about if he would have stayed down. If he would have thought, man, I just denied the Lord, the one that... But he's the one the Lord used to yeah. help birth the, the, the church. first church. Yeah. Listen, if you still believe in your goals, you can use failure as a leverage to push past the old limitations of your past. Here's the fourth one and the very last thing that I give you today. That's this. You're going to need to create a massive action plan. So if you want to recover from failure, create a massive action plan. Take your goals, lay out a plan as how you're going to achieve them. So what are you going to do the next time that failure um, shows up in your life? Yeah. You need. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and as you're thinking about goals and this massive action plan, <laughs> um, just to set yourself up for the next, taking the next step. I, I would invite somebody else to speak into that. <laughs> like, don't be afraid to, you make your goals, make your list, but then share what you're thinking, where you feel like God is leading you, you with, um, a trusted and godly mentor or person in your life that you're, you're inviting a perspective that's different from your own, right? Yeah. You know what I call these? I call them BHAG goals. Say it again. A BHAG. That's a big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> I don't want mine to be hairy. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're Tatum saying. Tatum would have a bag, a big, audacious goal. But go. a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, hey, everybody, life is too short to dream too small. Because doesn't the Bible say that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? Yes. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you. So true. Like God doesn't, doesn't, doesn't want just your life to be good. He wants it to be great. So dream big. Yeah. Don't let failure cause you to, um, to, to shrink whimper, back. to yeah. shrink back, to go sit back down in the corner and not step out and live a life that yeah. God has always intended for you to live. No, it's time that you begin to dream big. Why not have a BHAG goal in your life? <laughs> <laughs> have a big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeehaw! <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, and, that's good. I love it. Yeah. And, and again, just realize that, yeah, failure hurts. But failure is an important part of life. It's the, greatest it's the greatest teacher. And God uses it to chip away at the things that have... Um, that don't really matter. That don't matter. So he can mold us and shape us into who he is mm -hmm. that he wants us to be.
All right, everybody. We had a good podcast. We did. Thanks for listening. I hope y'all. you enjoyed this. I hope you learned a lot. And I would just encourage you today, hey, everybody, buck up under it, little buckaroo. Get back up. Let's go take on this again. day. Let's do it. Great days ahead. Love you, everybody. God bless. Bye bye.